This is the DNA Pest Control Podcast with your hosts, Daniel and Anthony. How's it going? I hope everyone is having an amazing Friday and hopefully you're not working on Saturday so you can have a good weekend. Um, this is Daniel with the DNA Pest Control Podcast. Uh, today is Free Talk Friday. I hope you guys are excited and I hope you have Disney Plus because today's episode is on the giant robber crab. Actually, I'm not going to talk about the giant robber crab. I'm going to talk about something that was really cool watching this. So if you have Disney Plus, it's on National Geographic. They put out an hour, hour 15, it's not really long, um, about this giant robber crab. I mean, this thing's massive. It's like three feet um, I think with its legs spread out. So you can imagine how big this thing is. But on it's on Christmas Island um, over by Australia. I think Australia owns it. Um, but anyway, so on Christmas Island, it's where all the red crabs like populate. And every so many years, there's just like, there's got to be millions of these things. It's crazy. They turn like the ocean, uh, the beach red with how many babies are coming out of the ocean. It's so crazy to see. But um, so some miners found this island, and they're mining, and that's what kind of started this little town on Christmas Island. Um, apparently, it really stinks, so I don't know if it's something that you want to actually go visit because of, there's, so many, there's so many crabs. Like, literally, they look, if you watch it, it's nuts. Like, they're on a golf course. They're everywhere. And uh, once a year, they close down streets, roads, everything so that they can migrate to the water to repopulate, and then they come back. Because what they do is these red crabs actually don't live in the ocean. They come back onto land, and they eat insects and vegetation and things like that. Um, but in this, in this show, in this movie, whatever you want to call it, um, it goes on to say about how these miners came over and they brought over the crazy ant. Okay, uh, the crazy ant started populating and they just exploded, which actually is kind of funny because it seems like that happens a lot in a lot of islands and a lot of places. Um, even Hawaii, I heard Hawaii has this issue with like rats. So they actually never had rats there before. And then suddenly we showed up and we brought rats on boats. And then now the rat population exploded. Um, I heard that was another thing on uh, another island is a deer ended up showing up on these islands. And now there's like, oh gosh, what was it? I think there's like five deers to one person on this island. There's just massive groups of them. Uh, and the people can't kill them fast enough. So there's just these massive groups of, of deer. Um, but it's kind of funny how we end up doing that stuff. We, you know, we bring everything over. Um, but insects are small, rodents are small, we can't really control that. The deer, I don't know how they got there. I actually don't, I got to look that up, and I got to find out what island that is. But on this, so they talk about the crazy ant, and they show a scene in there where the crazy ant takes down one of these giant crabs. I mean, it's a full adult crab. And these crazy ants, they, they spray the acid, this acid, into their eyes to blind them. And they go and like sting their joints and things like that. And so they end up killing these crabs. 
which is really kind of interesting to even think about, like how an ant can get through such a hard shell and, and you know, find those weak points. Um, but they actually do. And so these colonies will take down just massive amounts of crabs, uh, which is a bad problem because the red crabs clean up the like the forest ground so they eat all the dead leaves they eat a lot of bugs and so they do a lot for the island itself so the ecology of the island is actually kind of revolves around these crabs the giant robber crab which i don't know why they focus so much on those or even named it that because they talk about the red crabs a lot more but um but these red crabs are super important and so um they go on to talk about the crazy ant and how this thing exploded. And so uh, they take out crabs like crazy. And every once in a while, I guess these crabs just have this massive surge and they come back uh, and the ants can't actually eat all the crabs. Um, but there's roughly 40 million uh, crabs on Christmas Island. Could you imagine that? Like 40 million of these things. Um, oh, sorry. My bad. They said roughly 40 million of Christmas Island's famous red crabs have been wiped out by the invasion of crazy ants. Um, let me see. There was uh, on the on the show. It does say something like there's there's like a million. There, there's just a ton of them. Um, but I mean, it even in the you know in the movie that shows them like moving them with because they're on the golf course and they're moving them with their clubs and they're you're fishing them out of the the holes and everything. It's funny. Um, but it says it is believed crazy ants were first introduced to the island in early uh, 20th century by a visiting ship, which is about these, um, these miners. And so, but their rapid explosion into destructive super colonies 30 years ago for reasons scientists do not fully understand, uh, triggered by a decline in red crabs because they'll eat them. If you get too close to their colony, they just swarm these crabs and they just devour these things. And so crabs wandering through a super colony of ants during the migration are quickly overwhelmed by the sheer numbers of the insects. So ants are very, very cool. Um, it's sad that they're destroying the red crabs, but it's actually really awesome that these things will just, I mean, just the sheer number of how small they are and the, the, the quantity can take down such big animals. You know, it's, it's really interesting. Um, and so their deaths are unpleasant. First, the ants spray acid into the crab's eyes to blind them and then into their joints to immobilize them. Uh, and then it goes on to say authorities fear that without intervention, the crowd would face extinction in the wild, a fate already shared by other island species like the blue-tailed uh, skink, which I'm not even sure what that is. Um, but so... <coughs> I think Christmas Island's a national park for Australia. And so they actually have some people there working and, and making sure they'll actually, the giant robber crab is another one that's uh, going instinct on this island. And they'll actually do this, like, uh, they'll go and pull the dead body if someone runs it over. They'll go pull the dead body off and they'll mark it with this pink spray paint um, to let, like, the people know, you killed a crab, you got to be more careful. It's kind of funny how they do it. But... Um, so some ectomologist, I'm assuming, came in and they found this wasp, okay? So this wasp actually, uh, let's see, I want to get the exact wording. Um, 
So let's see. Here we go. Uh, so they have a foreign uh, species of wasp that they're bringing onto the island. And they, oh, so these, this wasp is actually from Malaysia. The wasps were chosen due to their natural inclination to feed on scale insects, the food source fueling the rampant crazy ant numbers on Christmas Island. If you watch the video, you'll get a better idea of what this is. And so these like... um. I guess scale insects. I don't even know. I, the, anyway, they grow on branches of these trees and it looks like a zit almost. And it secretes this, I'm assuming, sweet liquid. And the crazy ants will actually feed off of that. And so together they, well, I guess the crazy ants actually thrive more than uh, these scale insects. But the crazy ant will go in and take this and they just explode. I guess they, they, they become super colonies. So so the park staff went in and they got these wasps and they started breeding these things. And what they do, let's see. So since 2016, staff have bred the wasps to number in the tens of thousands and slowly introduce them to sites across the island's sprawling national park. Uh, the strategy is known as biocontrol, which is really cool. Um, and the reason why I explained, you know, kind of talked about this is because um, it's something, I mean, it's really not practical for us. It's just regular route techs, you know, taking care of houses. But when you start getting into bigger scale things, you know, you can't just go and spray an island full of pesticide you know, to kill these ants. You can't, you just can't do that because you're going to kill crabs. You're going to kill a lot of other things. And so what you have to do is you have to go more specific. And so they're going after a biocontrol. Uh, you know, so these wasps are going to attack the scale insects. So the introduction of one species to control the spread of another. Uh, so then there's a doctor who runs the biocontrol. His name is uh, Dr. Detto. I think I'm saying it right. Uh, said it had undergone rigorous preparation and was subject to strict controls. The first thing uh, anybody thought when we said we were going to introduce biocontrol agent here was, what about the cane toad? I'm not really sure what the cane toad has to do with this. Um, I guess we have to know a little bit more about the cane toad. But uh, so they go through... Let's see. So a little over two years, the Park Australia team has been monitoring crazy ant numbers, which I don't know how you guys do that. <laughs> I mean, you're talking like millions of ants. You count them or what are you doing? Um, since introducing the wasps at sites across the island, early signs suggest ant numbers in certain sites on the island have since diminished dramatically, but they're carefully not to call it a success yet. On at least one of the sites, recent counts indicated ants in a sample area had reduced from about 700 to just 10, which is actually pretty crazy. The reduction in the crazy ants has allowed the crabs to dig uh, mating burrows in the parts of the underground where super colonies once thrived. Oh, yeah, because what they do to breed these red crabs is they actually have to dig a hole um, before they can mate because then the female will go into these burrows and actually stay there for a couple weeks until the eggs are ready to be released into the ocean. Um, and so let's see, let me get to the part where it actually talks about these things and what they do. Oh, it doesn't. Okay. So anyway, these wasps, it's awesome. They actually, I think that's like a parasitic wasp. And so they'll actually inject these scale insects, these like bubble looking things. And they have this needle 
that injects their larva into it. And then it starts eating the scale insects from the inside. So then there's no food for the crazy ants. So then the crazy ants have to go look for other things, which I'm not exactly sure what the crazy ants will eat. It sounds like they could eat other insects if they're going to eat a crab. But I don't, I don't know. Um, but they go in and they inject these things and then it starts to kill all these scale insects, these wasps. Now, eventually I'm sure these doctors, I mean, they're, they're geniuses, uh, have thought, well, what happens when the scale insect population kind of dies off? Well, the wasp will eventually die off, I'm assuming. Um, but then the scale insects would have to be reintroduced back into the environment and then you'd have that same problem again you just have to repeat uh, or hopefully that the crazy ant doesn't find a different food source and start attacking more of the red crabs and they're forced to go find the red crabs because then you're just not really preventing anything but it was really interesting to see the biocontrol and um, whoever thought of this and came up with this method um, it was just really interesting to sit there and watch this and see how you know, one insect could help control another insect, which then protects, you know, these crabs, which is amazing to me on how that, how they figured that out and what they did. Um, so check it out, guys. Go on to Disney. If you don't have Disney, then go find it somewhere else, maybe on YouTube or something. Uh, but go watch it. It's really interesting. It's really fun, um, especially because we're in the industry. We deal with ants. We deal with these you know, crazy insects that we think, but it's a whole different world when you start to get to these different islands uh, in these different places throughout the world. But thanks for listening to this Free Talk Friday. Uh, remember, remember from last episode, we are having an upcoming inspection. If you haven't sent your questions in that you'd like me to ask the Ag Department, please send them in now uh, so I have time to actually get them all prepared and ask them uh, these questions, uh, and then, but maybe, maybe we'll just have them on, and I can, you can hear them live, if not, I'll just let you guys know, uh, what she says, but please, please, please send that over, find us on Instagram, DNA Pest Control Podcast, go on Instagram, you can find us, send us a DM, uh, and we will message back, send us all the questions you need, and we will figure out the answers for you, uh, and if you didn't hear the last episode, go back and listen to it. It talks about what their unofficial documents and what they're going to talk about. So thanks for listening to this Free Talk Friday and have a great weekend, guys.